Y. Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Designs Podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Eduardo Montanez. He's with Freescale, and we're going to continue our conversation on the Internet of Things. And in this case, we're going to focus on more of the internal logic aspects of it, the controllers and processors. Isn't that right, Eduardo? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Alex, for having me into the Power Systems Design audience. Cool. We're really glad to have you here because, well, the whole issue of the Internet of Things is obviously it's the the weird thing about a buzzword that really is describing what's going on is that everyone's trying to jump on this bandwagon, and it's a huge bandwagon, and in reality, all it really means is making the devices more intelligent and allowing them to communicate with each other to get this functionality. But there's a lot of things going on out there, a lot of moving parts. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, I was looking at some statistics that uh, we should expect about 25 million IoT-type devices by 2015, and Freescale definitely recognizes that and has started to build a huge platform of Kinetis microcontrollers that are going to address the different types of applications that we see are going to fit into the IoT. Right. Now, Eduardo, what are some of the challenges when you're trying to put some logic? Because obviously you can't just slap, you know, one size fits all. There's obviously uh, the uh, size of the digital word that the chip can handle. There's the external functionality on the chip, power management, communication protocols. Can you put some of that into context for us as, as it looks like from your product line? Sure, sure. Yeah, there's there's tons of challenges out there. Um, at a high level, it's really the problem is balancing performance versus power. And by power, I mean power efficiency. There's uh, so many things that designers out there using our processors run into. For example, um, there's inefficient microcontroller architectures out there. So the way Freescale has tried to attack that particular challenge is by giving the end customer several options. So we are very heavily invested into the ARM Cortex-M portfolio. Uh, so we have products all the way uh, down to using the Cortex-M0+, Plus, uh, which is uh, a core optimized specifically for, for, for power consumption, low power consumption. And then we have products using the Cortex-M4, um, which adds more DSP functionality. So for devices that need a little bit more performance, uh, depending on the algorithm that they have to execute, that's that's one of the 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 scalable pieces of the Kinetis portfolio. Um, also, looking at microcontroller architecture, one challenge is is uh, memories. So you got to think a little bit deeper. You got to think about the the guts of the microcontroller, not just the brains, which is the core. Mm-hmm. So so you have to consider that the whole engine needs to operate smoothly. It needs to be low power as well. So. Uh, some design considerations there uh, addressing slow memories are um, how fast can you execute a particular algorithm so you spend more time sleeping or or how low are my read currents out of my flash that way um, i'm not i 'm not burning excess current while executing my algorithm. Um, other challenges that that our customers run into are having limited power knobs it 's really about flexibility like you said it 's not a one size fits all uh, processor world out there, the, the designs, uh, depending on whether you're trying to design 
an, a sensor node or you're trying to design some type of uh, sensor fusion uh, device that requires a lot more processing, the, the, uh, the knobs are really important. You have to consider things like the amount of duty cycle between sleep and run um, in your application. You have to consider what kind of peripherals you need. And, and that's why the Kinetis portfolio really kind of gives you a, a broad landscape. So you can pick, you know, devices that start, you know, at, you know, single digit kilobyte of memory all the way to, to a megabyte. Of, of flash memory space, and the same goes for RAM. You know, there's there's a very wide range of memory. And uh, the last few things that I, I see a lot of our customers challenged by are, are leakage. So being able to, you know, wring out every little nanoamp out of the microcontroller. So we have to make these microcontrollers extremely easy to use. So they have no issues with additional leakage that they just, they just don't expect. So being able to have very clean way to configure clocking and I.O. and so forth, those are all, all very important. And the last one is, is just having limited operation. If, if a microcontroller has a limited, uh, for example, voltage range, then your battery life is going to be cut short. So what we try to do with the Freescale Kinetis microcontrollers is give you a um, very wide set of features that are not derated by, by the operation characteristics. Got it, got it. Now, when we think about these devices, and you mentioned peripherals earlier, some of the more advanced microcontrollers are really SOCs. There's so much peripheral functionality put on. What are some of the considerations with the trade-off at that point, you know, peripherals on-chip versus peripherals off-chip, power management and such? That's a great question. So really the rule of thumb for me when I talk to any customer is, you want to use the least amount of logic to execute the operation that your product needs. So the way that Kinetis has addressed that is by developing smart peripherals, peripherals, peripherals that can run autonomously from the CPU. These are almost like little brains in, in the MCU. Uh, let me give you a few examples. Um, the Kinetis microcontrollers are pretty much standardizing on low-power peripherals like a low-power UART, a low-power SPI, a low-power I2C. These serial communication interfaces are very important, and I can, I can give you a few examples. So if, if you're trying to communicate with a radio, um, you might not necessarily be having to do any, any number crunching, so the CPU doesn't have to be alive. You can be in a sleep mode where you have a very low-power clock source that feeds the clock to a low-power UART, that could be doing transmit and receive operations with that radio. So you can, you can send out a packet through the radio or receive a packet, and we have a smart DMA engine that works with all these low-power peripherals to move data in and out without having to wake up the processor from that sleep mode. So that's one, that's one consideration. Um, there's also IoT applications out there that need some control, so not just communication. Um, mm -hmm. You can take our low-power timer, for example, to, to do some pulse-width modulation of, of an external circuit. Sometimes it's biasing a sensor, for example, in the medical space. Um, so you can do a pulse train by having a, a table in RAM that, that essentially mimics a, a custom pulse train, 
and the DMA can be moving that data into the into the timer and and toggling the pin as as needed for that operation. So that's another example of a smart peripheral. Uh, there's also things that are popping up more and more as as uh, customers are are wanting less and less physical buttons. Uh, touch sensing is is another way to, to consider uh, a smart peripheral. So we have on the Kinetis line a touch sensing interface where the product could be in the nanoamps range and could detect an elect electrode uh, capacitive touch and wake the device up to perform the the active function that the that the end user wants it to do. So those are just a few of the examples of the, the smart peripherals in the Kinetis line that enable lower power design in, in these IoT applications. Got it, got it, Eduardo. Now, I always ask this, what kind of support do you offer? You know, I realize you have FAEs and the like, but what kind of uh, reference designs, uh, development kits, what, do you, what, what kind of support do you give the uh, designers who are trying to incorporate this tech into their solutions? Uh, well, we have plenty of options. One that I like to focus on is, is something that we just recently rolled out that we're very excited about, which is our Kinetis software development kit. Uh, the SDK is essentially a software kit with uh, simple APIs. We understand that the end customer really in the IoT has a very limited time frame to get their product to market and be competitive. So we want them to do a quick turn using Kinetis microcontrollers, and that's what the SDK offers. So it's an API suite with drivers for all our peripherals where they could easily um, configure that smart peripheral uh, that I referenced, any one of those, to, to perform a certain action. So, for example, you can set the baud rate. You can... Um, easily send a packet or receive a packet. You can enable the DMA to move a certain amount of data uh, back and forth depending on your application. So this kind of software library is, is there for someone to get started very quickly. And you don't have to be an expert in the, the bit level, uh, which I know that is, is sometimes complicated, you know, to know every, what every single bit in a microcontroller does. We're trying, to, we're trying to give you a level of abstraction there by providing a Kinetis uh, software development kit. We're also providing um, very simple to use hardware. We have two different hardware platforms. Uh, we have the Freedom platform, which is a sub $30 type of platform for even the hobbyist or student can, can get started and start using the Kinetis microcontrollers. And then we have a tower system platform, which is a little bit more robust, has a lot more pieces to it where you can interconnect different cards that give you uh, additional features like, like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or a memory card and such. So think about it as a, as a building blocks to, to an IoT application. Got it, got it, got it. Well, you know, and that's really important too because to be able to help the, especially the designer that doesn't, quite get that aspect of it because you could spend a lot of time in a business and a lot of these companies are migrating their legacy technologies and you might be a master with electronics in the analog realm and just, you know, those whippersnappers in their digital crap, you know, that you can at least work with it and, and take your, your knowledge and turn it into a product. Yeah, we understand that not everyone is a software guru and vice versa. Some are not a hardware guru. So we try to enable both sides. Um, you know, for the hardware guy, 
We try to give you a lot of software examples built around our SDK so you're up and running quickly and you have some prototype running. And then for the software guy, we almost have turnkey reference designs so they can just essentially uh, take our, our layout files, which we provide with our boards, and, and start from that. So there's, a, there's both ends uh, of enablement there. Got it, got it. Now, <clears throat> I'd love to keep talking, but unfortunately it is a podcast and uh, we do have some time issues, but what I always do is give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. So, um, Eduardo, you could talk a little bit more about the product, if you like, or about Freescale's direction, or a tip for the audience, but the uh, floor is yours. Excellent. Well, I, again, I want to thank uh, Power Systems Design for giving us Freescale the opportunity to talk about the IoT and low power saving techniques. Uh, we're extremely excited about the Kinetis, Kinetis line of microcontrollers and what we're doing in that space to address the IoT. In particular, what I want to tell the audience is uh, be very considerate of your application in all phases. I, one common mistake I see uh, from our end customers is that they, they get caught up in looking at data sheets. It really is not about the data sheet values, but about every single facet of your application and what kind of power is being consumed. I try to put it in three different buckets. There's an initialization bucket, there's a control bucket, and then there's a compute bucket. So at Freescale, with the Kinetis microcontrollers, we looked at each one of those phases and we try to break it apart. So to have very efficient uh, power-efficient initialization and compute, it's great to have a good core, and I think we've aligned ourselves very well with ARM and the Cortex-M cores, and that's, that's, a, that's a key thing. But likewise, under the hood, we've taken a close look at our uh, crossbar fabric, so being able to do transfers very efficiently from other masters, like a DMA or USB or Ethernet, whatever that might be, and then for the control phase, I also like to call that kind of the, the collection, the data collection phase. We've added so many smart peripherals that allow you to, to do these control and data collection things uh, for the IoT with very low microamp power consumption. So consider all the different facets and, and not just look at a raw data sheet value. I think that's the, the, the biggest thing that I can encourage uh, your your end customers uh, and these listeners to to consider as they as they look at microcontrollers and and hopefully they go to freescale.com forward slash kinetis and take a look at what we have to offer. Excellent. Well, you know I agree with you completely, Eduardo. I think it, it, you could talk uh, statistics and numbers all day, and you could have a chip that's superconducting at room temperature. If you don't put it in the context of what a solution it can represent, you're not going to get that design in. Definitely. Yeah, you have to look at it. I mean, I've run into some very strange examples where some devices just consume too much power through a power-on reset sequence, and the guy designing on the IoT, um, you know, had a battery that had a very uh, limited uh, power peak range. So even peak power is very important. So mm -hmm. you have to consider all those different pieces of your application. And that's great advice. So thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to have to drag you down another time and chat some more about the IoT downstream. But uh, for now, I'm going to say thank you for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, thank you, Alex, and, and to your listeners. Oh, and uh, 
I appreciate that because I love my listeners too. We wouldn't be here without all of them, and I hope they tell their friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day.